0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We can't have privileged football players just deciding that they're not going to to bother. So this can't go on. Yes, good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the Scottish Premiership season hangs by a thread. Celtic and Aberdeen's next two games have been postponed after Bolly Ball and Golly joined the Dons 8 in breaking coronavirus rules. This is a yellow card for the game and the next breach will be a red, according to the First Minister. We do have one game tonight, though, as Dundee United host Hibs. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and you can't keep him away on days like today, Hugh Keevans. Everybody at Celtic might have tested negative in the wake of Bolly Bolingoli's madness but Bolingoli didn't know that would happen when he endangered the health of Neil Lennon the Celtic players and everyone else who was on that team coach which took the side to Kilmarnock on Sunday he also endangered the health of every Kilmarnock player and official with his selfishness his deceit and his arrogance the interests of public health have been served by calling off Celtic's next two games. It is the correct decision. But now, Scottish football is one more chancer away from being closed down altogether. What a farce. Yeah, listen, we didn't think um, after the weekend footballers would be so silly to go and do something similar. And I think this actually tops it off. Um, it tops the Aberdeen 8. And it's a shocking betrayal uh, from Ball and Golly. You'd find it very difficult to to find anyone that would accept his apology so quickly. And you wonder if there's any way back. You'd probably think there's no way back after Neil Lennon's words today. Scathing. Totally correct. And uh, a really, really awful error from Bolingoli. You know you've got a problem in the Scottish game, Gordon, on a Tuesday night when we get Hugh Keevans out of the man cave <laughs> to join me in the mushroom here. But uh, in the series, no, uh, is really, really a bad news for Celtic Football Club. One of the players have really let them down badly, very badly indeed. What does the future hold for them? It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm sure Neil Lennon and Celtic and everyone concerned are not amused whatsoever. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to have your say. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. It promises to be a very busy show. Nicola Sturgeon has had her say. Stephen Gerrard, Neil Lennon, Stephen Robinson, Alex Dyer. We're going to be joined live on the show by Scotland's National Clinical Director, Professor Jason Leach, as well as we try to pick our way through this. What happened? How did it happen? And what happens next? 0141-951-1025. Let's speak to Bob Who's first up tonight Calling in from Fife Hi Bob Hi guys How's it going? Uh, I'm okay um, But uh, What a farce this is uh, It doesn't need me To come on and say What a Irresponsible act it is Everyone knows What I really want to talk about Is how they Protect Scottish football From Basically the red card That's been threatened to them today And uh, And I've heard some various things today One about Clubs can do no more and I don't accept that. Um, clubs are held responsible for this, the behaviour of their fans. Surely they must be held responsible for the behaviour of their own employees who are breaching health and safety. So you have to sanction the clubs, and then it's up to the clubs, however they deal with the player. And in my opinion, fines don't work in Scottish football. In the big scheme, the paltry sums that we put out for fines 
for misdemeanors don't really mean anything. So the only way you can do it is deducting points of making them forfeit games. And if you go forward and bring that sort of sanction in, you have to, in retrospect, also punish the two clubs that have already breached because you can't let them off and then punish everyone else. And if we don't take it really serious, then Scottish football is in real jeopardy here. I, I think the clubs will uh, eventually find that there will be a tariff for this. The SPFL and the SFA will have to put their heads together and come up with a system of punishment. Where I would take issue with you, Bob, ever so slightly, is that players... Remember that Nicholas Sturgeon said today that the innocent can't be punished for this. Now, if you have innocent players all over the country who have done nothing wrong, then they don't want to be under 24-hour surveillance. No football player wants to be under 24-hour surveillance, have to phone the club and tell them they're going out for a meal with their wives or so on and so forth. As I said in the introduction to the programme, Bob, what Volleyball and Golly has done is deceitful and it's arrogant and it's endangered health uh, and it's a public humiliation for Celtic and Celtic will have to live with the consequences as they are already doing. I agree with your point that a tariff of punishment should be established but I don't believe that you can Mm. in this day and age interfere with a player's rights. You cannot be under surveillance 24-7 uh, Bob hang on the line Because what we'll do Is we'll play this clip From Nicola Sturgeon That might give us A little bit more context Into what you're saying uh, As you've heard That soundbite She sees it as a yellow card To Scottish football The Reds will come out next After the next breach She says Volleyball and golly Acted in an unacceptable manner But she doesn't want Innocent parties Paying for the mistakes Of the minority What I regret Is that some Football players Seem incapable Of living up To their responsibilities I I very much Regret that When I stood here On Friday uh, I think my uh, Frustration About the Aberdeen Football club situation Was pretty palpable While that meeting uh, Was taking place yesterday The news came through Of the Celtic player uh, Who had uh, Decided to go to Spain Come home And not quarantine And play part Of a match And otherwise In other words Flagrantly breach uh, The guidelines This is just not acceptable. Every day I stand here and ask members of the public to make huge sacrifices in how they live their lives. We can't have privileged football players just deciding that they're not going to to bother. Uh, So this can't go on. Um, I want to get to a situation here where clubs and players live up to their responsibilities because I don't want the the price of this to be paid by fans who want to watch uh, football even although they can't go as normal to spectate in stadiums. And I don't want the price of this to be paid by football players and clubs who are living up to their responsibilities. Consider today the yellow card. Uh, The next time it will be the red card um, because you will leave us with absolutely no choice. Uh, Bob, what about the idea... Sort of reading between the lines of what Hugh was saying What about the idea of, of you know individual punishments for individual crimes Is it really fair on a club if they leave no stone unturned At trying to put safety measures in at training grounds And safety measures in at the stadium And try and do everything right And then a player goes and breaches that, that I think Hugh's suggesting that it follows on that said player Gets punishment rather than everyone else at the club I, I don't think that will be enough to ensure that there is no repeat and the game is not closed down. Because if the game is closed down, we're talking about the livelihood of a lot of innocent people. We're talking about possibility of clubs going under. And, and I repeat back to what I said. 
if you hold a club responsible for the behaviour of its fans, how can you not hold them responsible for the behaviour of their own employees? Well, just to be accurate though, Bob, we, we don't really do that in this country and that's a whole different debate for, for another day. But yeah, that, that's the whole point. We've argued this many times. If a fan throws something on the pitch or whatever, the club actually doesn't always get punished. It's that fan who would who would get... You know, would handle the the criminal responsibility. The idea being that we don't tar all fans with the same brush. However, like I say, I do think that's probably a separate issue. But just wanted to be accurate, Mark. What what about this idea of of how how we punish it? We'll, we'll get more on this as the show goes on. What are your initial and thoughts? I, I'm with you in this one. As soon as Bob said that about the clubs getting punished, uh, I was instantly thinking what you said. It's impossible to keep players under lock and key. And and you can only put in into place a structure, provisions, follow the rules. The way Celtic have, I, I seen the Celtic report when it first came out about re, return to training protocol, because we were all kind of drip fed it for getting our own clubs back, and it was watertight. Everybody knew what they had to do. Now, if a player goes and and blatantly disregards that, there's not much more a club can do. They can't have someone on that player twenty four seven. And the majority of players we hope will follow it But if one player decides not to You can't hold the full club accountable for that I, I totally agree Mark I think that the clubs I feel sorry for the clubs Any club that's involved in this Gordon uh, Because they are doing their very best To keep our game going For everyone concerned Players, wages, jobs, fans, everything Mark's right This is a player that decided on his day off You cannot monitor the player on his day off, what he's what he's doing, what he's not doing. You as a manager and as a football club, you put your trust in that player. He knows exactly the rules and regulations, what he should be doing, what he shouldn't be doing. And he has totally went against that and let everyone down. Bob, it's a great start to kick us off. Uh, let's move on quickly to speak to Connor in Greenock. Connor, as a Celtic fan, how does this make you feel? Uh, well... Being tonight's the first time I've actually felt a fact calling to the show. It's quite disappointing. It does a of anger in me today. As soon as I heard it today when I was at work, I was cursing them upside down. Given the pandemic, the worldwide crisis that we are in just now, it's a just an obscene thing to do. It's, I just wonder what is he going? What's going through his mind in? How can he gain the respect of his teammates back again? No, no, he, 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 he will never regain the respect of his teammates or his club. I don't think that he can never wear a Celtic jersey again. I don't know how Celtic handle the situation, whether they uh, look for a, a club for him to go to, but he will be uh, not acceptable in a Celtic jersey to the Celtic supporters now because of what he has done today. His Celtic career is effectively over, Connor. Uh, Connor, we're now in the situation where St Mirren against Celtic and Aberdeen Hamilton tomorrow both off and then the meeting between Celtic and Aberdeen on Saturday off as well um, Is that the right decision for you? Any complaints? Uh, no You've got to look after the general public look after the opposition uh, the official on the day end of the day health comes first before football Is uh, I just want to go back to uh, I actually agree with the entire panel I don't think the club should be But I do think the players Who are coming in these places Should be footing the bill Because obviously there's an expense to the games Getting carried and rearranged I do think these fines should be paying Expenses and really 
putting the co- helping the teams that are losing this money, helping them with the cost of it. Well, in actual uh, fact, the, the cost is minimal, sadly, because you know people can't get in there. There are no hospitality costs or anything of that nature. You're not even allowed to have a shower. Uh, so, again, as I say, there should be a tariff of punishment if you have eight players out on the town in Aberdeen, or you have a Celtic player. What, what does that punishment look mm. like then? If, if if it's not a points denial or points deduction, what is it? Well, I, I, I'm afraid I have to leave that to the SPFL and the SFA because at the moment uh, they are feeling the reverberations here as well. In fairness to Rod Petrie at the SFA, Neil Doncaster at the SPFL, this story broke late last night, and football is coming to terms with. What Nicola Sturgeon and Jason Leach had to say today I think they are owed some time to formulate that tariff of punishment Should there have been something in place before we even kicked a ball though To to deter so everyone knew The Aberdeen 8, ball and golly What would happen to the club or a player Before a ball was even kicked if anybody breached these rules Rather than now we're finding ourselves in this situation And we're now discussing I wonder what will happen But it's not going to be The same punishment Mark Because you look at Aberdeen For instance right And they broke the rules Eight players You're talking about Maybe fines Whatever it may be And Aberdeen not playing games That's a punishment And so on But then you look at Celtic Ball and golly There's The majority of people Out here want them sacked Want them gone So it's not the You know it's not the same punishment Conor and Greenock, thank you very much. 01419511025. We're going to be speaking to Scotland's National Clinical Director, Professor Jason Leach. He's going to join us live on the show next. Don't miss it. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL in the studio with me, Gordon Duncan, on quite a day for Scottish football. St Mirren Celtic, Aberdeen Hamilton tomorrow, both off as is the meeting of Celtic and Aberdeen on Saturday. It emerged last night, Bolly Ball and Golly played against Kilmarnock, having returned from Spain and failing to quarantine for the required time. That of course follows eight Aberdeen players going out to a city pub. After the defeat to Rangers on the opening weekend uh, I am delighted to say we're now joined live in the show By Scotland's National Clinical Director Professor Jason Leach uh, Thank you so much for joining us I know you're a very, very busy man uh, If you could just kick us off by explaining Why why has this decision to postpone these upcoming games been taken? Evening everybody, how are you? All good, thank you, thank you. The, uh, it, It's pretty straightforward uh, the, the public health advice... At, Although there are complications in it, some of the rules are pretty clear. So you can't mix with too many households outside your own. You can't fly to Spain for 24 hours and not quarantine when you come back, whether you're a footballer, a factory worker or a school teacher. And footballers and those who we have allowed to exist in sports bubbles, whether that's Formula One or uh, women's golf, which comes to Scotland this week, which is terrific, and football and rugby, they, they have an added responsibility. The, the first responsibility, of course, is not to spread the virus and hurt themselves or their families. This virus kills people, remember. It, it's not to be trifled with. The second responsibility is that of being role models and examples to those who follow them and support them. And, and I'm, a, I'm a fan like you guys are a fan. And they, they let themselves down, but they also let down the sport. And not just football, but they put at risk the sports bubbles that we've got in golf and rugby and football and swimming and in whatever else, whatever elite sport you want to reference. 
Uh, as I'm sure you're well aware that the rumour mill was in overdrive this morning about what type of measures would be taken. How close did we actually come this morning to having all upcoming fixtures wiped out? Well, we, we had a number of conversations over the last 24 hours. You won't be surprised to hear. <laughs> if you were in my job, you'd have probably called the same meetings with the Minister for Sport, Mr Fitzpatrick, and the football authorities. Yesterday, in fact, when this story broke from the Sun, I was talking to the managers and captains of the clubs across Scotland and uh, having a really good hearing from them. Uh, and they were we, we were talking about the seriousness of the virus, the seriousness of being a professional footballer and what that means at, at, in a global pandemic that, let's remember, has killed 750,000 people worldwide, infected 20 million people. This is not the cold. We're not stopping people's businesses and stopping them going out of their houses for a cold. We're stopping it for a deadly virus. So then today we met with the SPFL and the SFA a couple of times with the minister, with me, with some other advisors. And we reached what I think is a proportionate response to breaches from individual players. I, I actually don't have that much criticism of the football authorities. I think their guidance is good. We spent a lot of time with them. We spent time with the clubs getting their guidance ready. The, the, the individual players is the, is the bit that I've got a little bit more worried about over the last few days. You can, you can see why from, from the Aberdeen story, the Celtic story. And, and I'm, I'm sure there's other stories behind the scenes that I don't, I don't even know about. But now they've had a very clear warning, both from me last night and from a number of us today, that, that it's, uh, if, if you want to use the football phrase, it's a yellow card. Um, given what you said then Is this a health and safety measure Or or is it a punishment I'm wondering if you can clear up for people Who are maybe a bit confused And, and by the way this is not to excuse The behaviour of the players but, but given that all players are tested twice weekly And in theory should then be safe to play If they've tested negative Why is the response to, to cancel games? Well remember the testing isn't it doesn't exist In isolation of all the other measures So the Testing doesn't work by itself. The testing only works if you're in the bubble. If you fly to Spain and don't quarantine when you come home, you are at higher risk than the general population, tested or not, because the test only tells you if you've got the virus on the day you were tested. It doesn't tell you anything about tomorrow or the day after because there's an incubation period of the virus. So, for example, and we probably shouldn't concentrate just on the one story, but let's say I fly to Spain. What day is this? Tuesday? I fly to Spain today and I come back tomorrow and you test me. You test negative. I incubate the virus. I start expressing the virus on Friday. I still probably don't have any symptoms until Sunday. I play the game on Saturday. I spread the virus around my team because I caught it in Spain. Now, that, that's still an unlikely event. A number of things would have to fall into place for that to happen. But that's why. That's why the testing isn't enough. You've got to do the testing and follow the guidance. And there are some occasions when the players clearly haven't followed the guidance. Yes. So from a public, I'm not the punisher. I don't, I'm not a football authority. The, the punishment from the SPFL and or from the clubs will come, uh, I think, in, in fairly quick order. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But that's not up to me, Gordon. That, that's up to the football authorities and the clubs. Could you also clear something else up for us? Was Aberdeen against Hamilton due to go ahead tomorrow? And if so, why has that changed because of something Bolly Ball and Golly did? So we hadn't made a final decision about that and neither had the clubs. There's a big day tomorrow for Aberdeen in general, not the club, Aberdeen the city, 
because remember, in amongst all this horrible virus and everything else that's happened, we've got an outbreak of around 160 positive cases in the Grampian area and nearly a thousand contacts who are being self-isolated. And we've stopped people traveling. We've stopped people visiting care homes. We've stopped people going to pubs and restaurants for obvious reasons. So we've, we've kind of mini locked down Aberdeen. So tomorrow there will be a decision from the First Minister and the Cabinet based on our advice about whether that should continue. And there was a lot of that dependent on whether the Aberdeen game went ahead. And the SPFL and us decided that the proportionate response as a result of a series of breaches was that the Aberdeen and Celtic game should be postponed. Jason, it's Hugh Keevans. Good evening. Hi, good evening, Hugh. Jason, I listened to you with the First Minister at lunchtime and you said that you didn't miss, to use your expression, you didn't miss the Premiership captains and managers when you spoke to them yesterday. Are you absolutely confident that the message about this killer virus is getting through? Hugh, I said in the I said at the First Minister's briefing today that I think there are three levels in answer to that question. And very quickly, I, I have, and people might be surprised by this, considering what's happened in the last few days. I've got confidence in the football authorities. I think they have heard the message. I've actually got quite a lot of confidence in the clubs, the managers and the captains. I, I'm not I don't think they heard the message for the first time from me yesterday. It's not special, but I tried to illustrate it to them with an example of a friend of mine who's a 41-year-old fit paramedic who's had four months of illness. His family worried if he would pull through and he's got no pre-existing conditions. He's a fit guy. He, he, he got hit by this really serious virus. The third bit, Hugh, that I'm still worried about is whether the players fully understand the implications of this virus. And that's why I think this moment, if you call it a pause or you call it whatever you like, this allows the clubs to look those players in the eye once more. And the poor souls have been sent a seven-minute video of me, which is punishment enough for anybody, I think, frankly, <laughs> to try and to try and illustrate that, again, as you called it, a deadly virus. And the deadly virus both to them, their families, but also the responsibility they have for the population of the country. So... I'm as confident as I can be that over the next few days that message will be reinforced from uh, Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard, who were on that call yesterday, all the other managers and captains all, all the way through the league. I, I hope they will look their players in the eye over the next 48 hours and, and, and tell them to, as the First Minister says, keep the heat. Are there assurances that the football authorities, the SFA, the SPFL, can give you or have you asked for any assurances? So there's been a number of layers of that. So we've said to them to get your house in order, really. It's not it's not my job to run football or to run oil and gas or retail or all the other sectors we're trying to manage. We're trying to do that in partnership. We're trying to help them as much as we can. And I and I think if you asked them, they would they would say we've tried to be as helpful as we can. But when we get pushed to a point where my clinical advice has to be for the population rather than the the sports that I want to watch and the sports that I love to come back, it, it gets a wee bit tricky because I have to focus on the public health. So we've said there has to be something about enforcement. So th that's not my preferred way of dealing with these challenges, but the clubs and the authorities, the SPFL, have to look at how they enforce the behaviours, particularly if there's a breach in the behaviour. And then there's something broadly, I think, Hugh, about education. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, 
sure that that's the seven-minute video from me or whether that's the captains having a meeting with all the players or whether we can do something over the next few days that the SPFL can use and think about how the players do that. And and I think the, the voice of public opinion, your show and other shows like this and the media over the next few days, will I hope drive home that message. Not, I don't want to vilify or blame anybody. I, I want the clubs to learn from this to allow the season to continue and be completed. I, I do, don't want to have to go back to the First Minister. And if she asks me if the sport bubbles are working, I have to be hesitant and say I don't know if they're working, which some, is how I felt yesterday. Yeah, Some fans, Jason, have advocated points deduction for those like Aberdeen and Celtic who have breached the protocols. Do you have any input on punishment? Do you want any input on that? No, I don't think it's for me. I mean, if you ask me as a private citizen, once we're out of the pandemic, I might give you, I might give you a quote, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that today. That I, I think that's up to the clubs and up to the authorities. I, I have made it pretty clear, as did the Minister for Sport, Mr. Fitzpatrick, yesterday, how disappointed we were. I, I wasn't angry. I, I was, I was genuinely disappointed for clubs, for other players, and for fans who want to watch these games, who want to get crowds back when we can. So I, so I think punishment is probably due. Some, some kind of punishment is probably due. But that's a matter for clubs and for the football authorities, not for me. Final question. Will we finish the season, Jason? I, I'm ho- genuinely hopeful that we will. That It's very compressed. So wh- one of the things we had to talk about today was if if you pause the if you pause the league, where do you put the games? I mean, with with clubs in Europe and international fixtures, it is really really difficult to to fit all this in. But I can't make public health decisions based on the timetable of when the games can be played, and I'm sure you understand that. But I am hopeful that with a fair wind, that the league will complete. Remember that depends not just on the behaviour of the players. It's maybe important to remind everybody that that also depends on the behaviour of all of us. Because if there's an outbreak across the whole country or a big outbreak in Edinburgh or Glasgow or the Aberdeen outbreak gets out of control, then there won't be any football because there won't be any hospitality, there won't be any anything because we'll go back in reverse gear to where we were. So each individual in the country can help with that league being completed. So many questions uh, coming in and I, I certainly won't keep you with them all because we'll be here until four o'clock in the morning. But for example, one from Paul O'Donnell for you, which which maybe is similar to, to one I asked earlier about the testing. But again, for, for people who need it cleared up, why then are Kilmarnock okay to play and Celtic are not going forward? You know, that's again... A, that, that's an, it's, an excellent, it's an excellent question. So that's a judgment call. That's That's not black and white. So we have judged that the risk to Kilmarnock with Kilmarnock is low enough to allow them to keep playing. But you could make a very purest public health assessment of that, that the player who breached the rules was a higher risk player. He didn't play for long, but he did play. And he could have potentially passed the virus to his to his own team when they were training and his own team when they were playing and to the opposition. We made a judgment that the risk to Kilmarnock was so low and they've all been tested again, and all of those things together. But it's but it's not binary. It's not a yes/no question. It's a, it's an excellent question to ask, and we considered it today, and we decided to let their game go ahead. Is this the line in the sand? I mean, the first minister calls it the yellow card. I think you repeated that. Is it about what happens 
from here on in uh, because I'll be honest I'm already getting tweets in with pictures of of uh, players in the Premiership saying this player was spotted here at the weekend and I know for a fact that X player was at so and so's birthday party and on we go that this is the world we live in some of it will be driven by people wanting to stay safe and let's be quite frank some of it will be driven by football rivalries as well as, as I'm sure you well know is it about what happens from here on in now that you've had the chance to get your message across to players involved? Yes we were very clear that today is the proverbial line in the sand. So so if there are further breaches after the 11th of August, we, we will be really, really disappointed. And, and I will come back on your show and describe that disappointment. But I'm sure you will be able to palpably feel it. In fact, every fan, including the guys in the studio there, will, will have exactly the same response, which is why we've asked the captains and the managers to go back and look the guys in the eye and say, look, this, this is it. There is a, there's a line in the sand here. You're putting both your livelihood. And let's remember, not everybody in a football club is a highly paid footballer. There are people in catering. There are people in ticketing. There are people who open and close the doors whose livelihood depends on the league. So, so it's not just a slightly entitled, potentially well-paid footballers that rely on football in the country to make a living. So, so they're putting that at risk as well as their own slight, not all of them, but the slightly higher paid version of, of Scottish football. Any risk attached to Celtic's qualifier against Reykjavik, which is due to be played in Glasgow, is that still going to be going ahead? The Scottish government have no, no problem, no issue with that? And why not, if, the, if that's the, the case? The present plan is yes. And we were, we were conscious of that uh, happening at the, in the, at the beginning half of next week. The, there are added complexities in there. We, we think we can get around them. But remember, that's, a, that's an overseas team arriving. So there's an there's a air bridge with Iceland. So Iceland get here. They don't mix with the population much. They'd, so there's all kinds of complexity. Whenever you start up elite sport, which is one of the reasons why elite sport has to follow the guidance so carefully. Otherwise, you can't have horse racing, you can't have golf, and you can't have football. But just now, the guidance in place for that game is that it can go ahead. And I imagine there are conversations ongoing between the two clubs about the logistics of how that will work and the Reykjavik team arriving and leaving, etc. And just finally, before we let you go, the vast majority of people who are listening, yes, they're interested in what professional footballers do, but let's be honest, we're all missing going to games. We're missing to going uh, to the stadiums. Has recent events, have the recent events derailed the plans at all to get fans back into grounds? Are we still on track? What what sort of time frame can you give us for that? I don't think they've helped, if I'm honest, but they haven't derailed them. So the we've had to learn new words in this coronavirus pandemic, and one of the new words we've had to learn is indicative. So indicative dates, dates that we hope to be true rather than are true. So the indicative date in the present version of the route map is the 14th of September for limited crowds at some events. We've got to be very careful. That's not going to be a free-for-all because remember, it's not just about crowds in a stadium. It's about transportation. It's about uh, car parking, trams, trains. It's about police. There's a whole lot goes on around hospitality, around clubs and everything else we're going to have to think of. So the clubs, both football, and I've just done a call with the rugby clubs. So they and football are thinking about what that will look like. We will probably run some small-scale test events 
with smaller crowds, maybe at the tail end of August, beginning of September, to allow us to check the one-way systems, to check the hand sanitizer in the right place, to check everybody can get to the bathroom safely, all the things you would expect. And then with a fair wind, there may be crowds back in September, but honestly, don't hold your breath for it to go back to normal. We've got to be very cautious. And this week, if I'm honest, Gordon, this week hasn't helped us. Professor Jason Leach, I think you are the only voice that we hear more on radio and see in newspapers than our very own Hugh Keevens. You're a very busy man, so thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Good man, that was Professor Jason Leach, Scotland's National Clinical Director. Hugh, Mark and Gordon are in the studio. What did you make of what you heard? 01419511025. We could be speaking to you next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, again, thank you to Scotland's National Clinical Director, Professor Jason Leach, for joining us. There was lots to get through. We could have kept him on for hours and hours, but hopefully, we answered a few of your questions, as many. Uh, as we can Let's go back to the phones then Since you've not had the chance To have your say In the last 10 minutes or so Andy is a Rangers fan He's calling in from Alexandria What's your take on all this Andy? Well my take is First and foremost I'm a Rangers fan As you've said But this is not to do With club allegiance So mm. it's to do with What was done Basically by the Celtic player um, Aberdeen players as well But Aberdeen players Are slightly different Because they went out After the game But what I'm talking about Is a Celtic player Blatantly broke the rules Broke the law Celtic and I'm not blaming Celtic here because obviously they've been there fielded him if they knew that he'd done this or came to lie after the game. But they should be held to account. Um, they still basically played when he was ineligible. Right? He shouldn't have been playing. Um, I think, long, cut a long story short, I think Celtic should be deducted the point and Kilmarnock given the full three points. Now, you can't do this with like, basically as going forward. You know, somebody's saying about games that's getting. Uh, Postponed for during the week and the weekend and giving the points away then that kind of happened but the mere fact that Celtic played um, in the game when he was ineligible um, the base of this game should be forfeited well you, 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 keep, you keep saying ineligible he was not ineligible he was eligible to play he is a contracted Celtic player therefore he is eligible to play he is a deceitful player he deceived his club why? I don't, I don't understand why you're saying he's not eligible. Well, because he broke the law. He blatantly broke the law. That I'm doesn't. That, here, that, by the way. That, I'm listen, the listen, you asked for a response. He is an eligible player. He's a contracted Celtic player. Therefore, he was eligible to play. I repeat, he is a deceitful player. He deceived Neil Lennon and his employers by not telling them about the trip to Spain and endangered the health of. Both Celtic and Kilmarnock's players What we have to get here Is what Jason Leach called A proportionate response to this We're talking about As Jason Leach said Something that has killed 750,000 people This is not about 10 in a row This is not about League schedules League tables This is about Public health And he is Guilty As charged And the clubs will Work out Through the SPFL and SFA a proportionate response And Celtic will be punished And justifiably Let me put it to the rest of the guys Andy um, what, what do you think Gordon Just listening to, to Jason Leach You mentioned you know he, had, he has confidence in the football authorities He has confidence in the clubs It seems like any punishment that's going to come And you can never predict anything here But it, it looks like it's going to be towards Players in particular um, You know mentioning that the SPFL has agreed to, to basically put punitive measures in place That, that can that can be implemented 
What would he make of suggestions like you know inel- in- ineligible players and docking points and all the rest of it? No, I'm not buying that one. I can understand Why not? I, because I I think that uh, Jason Leach first. I I really enjoyed listening to him. I thought it was a very strong, clear message, and he's right because if you look at clubs, I think clubs are doing everything in their power, Gordon. To go by the rules and make sure that football continues when you've got individuals, and as I say, you cannot monitor these individuals. For Celtic, for instance, at the weekend, they had no idea what their player was doing in the day off. And I don't th- I think it'd be very unfair to now say, well, I'll tell you what, let's take the point off them, give three points to Kamarnock. I think Jason Leach has been very clear, and the fact that we've received a yellow card. And players have now got to stand up and take responsibility. I think the clubs can't do anymore. I really do. I think it's the individuals within the clubs that have got to take the responsibility. Here. Okay, but how do we how do we get that? What 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 is the punishment that's coming then, Mark? Are the Scottish FA, are the SPFL, are they are they about to, in your mind, introduce a scenario where you break the rules, you get an eight match ban? I, I don't know. How how do we yeah. make sure it happens? I I think that's what. It's got to happen now Now what's very difficult just now Is is making up a punishment And then Handing it to Ball and Golly And handing it to the Aberdeen players Because It was like I said 10 minutes ago Or 15 minutes ago There was no rules at the start Nobody knew what would happen If these rules were broke Everybody understood how serious it is But players Being players Thought they were Immune from it Thought they could chance their arm But there was nothing Set in paper And concrete the punishment would be this if you broke the rules And that's the problem we find ourselves the, in the I think going ahead, what you said If rules are introduced now and Jason Leake Touched on it there If the rules are broken past his date Then he'll show his disappointment I think the SPFL and the SFA Have to come up with something now That goes out to all the clubs mm. so everybody is clear I think you've got a good point there I understand what you're saying, it should have been put in place But you talk about ball and golly punishment that large punishment, simple. I, I'd be very surprised if he ever puts on a Celtic strip again. Uh, Andy, final say to you. Well, as I said at the beginning of the phone call, I wasn't believing Celtic. I don't blame Celtic, even though being a Rangers man. Celtic, was, as Gordon said, um, I've not got a clue what the player was doing when they gave him a day off. But there clearly should be some sort of punishment. And it's a fallen, basically the failing of the SPFL or whoever it, it, it takes to do with the kind of punishments to put anything in place before this. Because... You must have foreseen this. I want to begin with this um, um, when the Scottish football uh, started back up again. It was all wonder what the fans. It was nothing really. It was nothing really said about the players going to misbehave. Well, like I, 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 don't, I don't recall a single fan saying what will happen if a player goes out for a night out when but, he should. But, but to, be, to be fair to Andy, that that's not our job as fans. That you know that's that's you know if that's not at the forefront of your mind. Then fine, but but w- would it be nice maybe to have it absolutely set in stone? That's not to say that that people didn't know that it was serious, and they they should have realised that if you're going to break the rules, then the, the return to football protocols mean that the game could be in jeopardy. Um, but what about a specific punishment? You know the the notice of complaint, the compliance officer getting in touch, it, yeah. even even down that route. Ball and Golly's story emerged at ten o'clock last night, less than twenty four hours ago. Mm-hmm. We have to give the SPFL yeah, that's, that's the, the point Andy's asking Why don't you put this in place before? Well Nobody Said that Prior to this Because nobody Was thinking along those lines players, Why not? Well, Surely there was a chance That because, players were going to break rules Well the, the whole game was on trust Wasn't it? I mean we, we So was just, that the first mistake? We then? just wanted football back uh, You can call it a mistake Or an oversight But that ship has sailed Now we have to Wait for the SFA And the SPFL To put in place 
the tariff of punishment. Interesting stuff, Andy. Thank you very much for getting in touch this evening. Michael, as a Celtic fan, what have you got to say for, for the player, for the club? How are you feeling tonight? Hello, Gordon. Uh, two Gordons, Shoe, Hi, Mark. Michael. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Uh, I just found out this out this morning after my son, after my 16 year old son, and I can't believe what this boy has done. What was going through his head? This is one of the biggest, as you all say, this is one of the biggest seasons in Scottish football. And this boy goes to Spain. Spain, a place where it's getting, it's it's really bad for COVID-19. And this boy decides to, oh, we'll have a wee trip out to Spain and then come back and, and then he comes on on Sunday. But Neil Lennon didn't even know. What was the boy, what's the boy thinking on? Well, clearly... Boy, it, I think the boy's not right in the head. And I hope now well, that... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now you've gone from one course of action to another excessive course of action. You can't come on a radio programme and say he is not right in the head. Just be a little temperate in your language. He is deceitful. He deceived Neil Lennon and he deceived his Celtic teammates. He is arrogant because he didn't care what he did by going to Spain and he also did yes. not know he also did not know that everyone would test negative at Celtic that's yes. that's his yes. good fortune but please just moderate your language you can't say okay. he's not I right in the head I apologise okay I apologise you but this boy what this is the biggest the biggest season of Celtic's life to go for 10 in a row and the boy decides to go to Spain for one day or two days and nobody knows I think, I think Michael, your reaction is the same as probably what Neil Lennon's yes. saying. The boy yes. decided to go to Spain. Gordon, and you're, you're correct. Yes, Gordon, but Gordon I, th- I, ho- I hope Neil Lennon sacks him. I hope he never pulls another Celtic jersey on again. Because he's not thinking about Celtic. He thought about himself. He never cared about Celtic supporters or Celtic players. Well, you won't, see him, you won't see him in a Celtic jersey again. Because Neil Lennon... Yes, well, Neil, Lennon you. Thank Neil, you. Neil Lennon and Peter Lawwell know... That the very sight of him in a Celtic jersey again would be unacceptable to the supporters. So his career is finished. And just while we're on the subject of fullbacks that Celtic fans were desperate to get rid of, Mark Wilson, do you want to have the final say? <laughs> no, listen, I can't, I can't disagree with anything the guys are saying, Michael. Listen, Daz is right. Neil Lennon probably had the same reaction as Michael. I've been there with Neil Lennon when you do something mildly wrong, never mind something of this magnitude. And when Michael's saying that he's let the club down, he has. He is letting the club down People say that When you play a bad game Oh he's let the club down But this is a totally Different situation We walk in I walk into the studio The day And look at the TV And on Sky News It's Celtic and Bollingoli At training That's going Nationwide It's It's all across You know the full country And he's let the club down Because these clubs Like Celtic Like every other Premiership club Have strived so hard To put Things in place To make sure People are safe And to set a good example and this guy has let the club down badly. Michael, I'm a bit worried about you. You sound like you're getting a bit <laughs> uptight. Will you take a breather? No, Gordon. Can I come back in for right, what, go just on one, then. one thing? Go. I apologise for saying oh, the boy was deluded. That's fine. You've apologised. I don't. I don't. I don't mean that. No, and but I just thought the way things are going. This is the biggest season of Celtic's life. Good. I would love to. I'm desperate to see Celtic doing ten in a row. But we need everybody on board. We need everybody on board. Good man, that was Michael from Greenock Very passionate Celtic fan on the line This is serious business There's no two ways about it Very serious indeed uh, Let's just take a minute or two to cheer ourselves up 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. There's always room for a bit of comic relief in amongst the seriousness. Beat the Pundit time, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. You take one of them on, you answer more questions than they do, obviously, and you win a sign ball. Simple as that. 0141-951-1025. Lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL in the studio waiting for your calls and your tweets on what has been a massive day for Scottish football Scottish football hanging by a thread after the actions of volleyball and golly on top of eight Aberdeen players breaking coronavirus guidelines it means that the two games tomorrow night St Mirren Celtic and Aberdeen Hamilton are both off as is the meeting of Celtic and Aberdeen on Saturday It's a yellow card Says the First Minister And you know what follows The next one is red We've heard from Jason Leach Scotland's National Clinical Director And we've still to hear From Neil Lennon You can just imagine How he's feeling this evening We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard as well So much coming up Just quickly It is half time In a game that we do have tonight In case you've forgotten What was the score Hugh done The United Hibs 0-0 uh, We got off to a bad start Two players Serious head knocks uh, But thankfully Both okay Uh Plenty of action Ball being zipped around All over the pitch Hibs have had the better Of the chances But the finishing has been Erratic Okay let's squeeze this in Before we get back to talking About today's madness Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football There's always time For beat the pundit Always 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 Because it's a very serious business This so we might as well Give ourselves a little bit of comic relief for a few moments uh, And just lighten the mood Let's find out who's up tonight Stephen is in Mary Hill How's it going Stephen? How you doing Gordon? Yeah, can't complain Things well at your end? I know too bad Get rid of the ball and go like that Oh well <laughs> We can only give you a sign ball We can't give you the, the departure of ball and golly as a prize Gordon, you bumped, you bumped me the last time out the ball Oh, has Gordon beat you before, has he? No, you bumped me out the ball before oh, what have I done? Never I played you before And you asked a question about Erlenusi's nationality I answered it right and he said Moroccan You give him it and he beat me by one Oh, it doesn't sound like something I would do Because he plays mm. for Norway But anyway, I'll try and make it up to you this time Heads, it's Mark Wilson Tails, it's Gordon DL Hugh's just a spectator and it's heads, it's Mark Wilson up against Stephen from Mary Hill. So I'll give Mark Clyde two to listen to just so that he doesn't steal your answers. And we'll put 30 seconds on the clock, Stephen. Answer as many as you can. And if you don't know it, pass it quickly. You ready? Aye. Right, let's do it. 30 seconds. Time starts now. What nationality is Rangers defender Philip Hollander? Swedish. Who was St Mirren's top scorer last season? Obika. Who was the ma- Arsenal manager before Mikel Arteta? Emery. From which club did Celtic sign Vasilis Barkas? Alan Piakos. Who won Scottish ah, Who won Scottish League Two last season? Cove. Which country are current holders of the Copa America? Chile. From which side did Hibs sign Kevin Nisbet? In which year was the SPFL formed? The SPFL twenty. Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark, can you hear us? Yes Great, same set of questions to you What are you chuckling away at in the corner? (laughs) Watch us, Hugh Watch us face When he panics Gets the first one on Watch (laughs) us Watch us, brilliant, honestly I'm glad you're here Same set of questions to you, Mark Time starts now What nationality is Rangers defender Philippe Hillander? Swedish Who was St Mirren's top scorer last season? Abeka Who was the Arsenal manager before Mikel Arteta? Oh, the guy Eh... Oh, pass. Anyway, 
From which club did Celtic okay. sign Vasilis Barkas? AK Athens Who won Scottish League 2 last season? You should know Cove Turn the table upside down Which country are the current <laughs> holders of Copa America? Uh, pass, I didn't even hear what you said there Because that's a stupid laugh From which side did Hibs sign Kevin Nisbet? Oh, Wraith Rovers oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, do you think you've done him? Uh, I, 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 I think I need to take a bit of blame for maybe throwing him off his stride That wasn't very sporting of me But I did say I would try and make it up to you What nationality is Philippe Hollander? He's Swedish, you both got it uh, Who was St Mirren's top scorer last season? Obika, you both got it Who was the Arsenal manager before Mikel Arteta? It was Unai Emery, not Pass Emery so there's no chance I, I, You know I can't Look at producer Dan He's a strict he man He said Emmy He never even said Emery Good evening No don't worry You've got oh, it right you? Don't you Calm worry down, Yeah sorry Stephen 3-2 to Stephen You wonder You bumped it the last time I want it this time <laughs> Don't worry you're getting it From which club did Celtic sign Vasilis Barkas AEK Athens Mark Wilson equalises who won Scottish League 2 last season? It was Cove. You both got it right. Which country are the current holders of the Copa America? It was Brazil. None of you got it. And from which side? It means it all comes down to this. From which side did Hibbs sign Kevin Nisbet? He went from Wraith Rovers to oh, Dunfermline. <laughs> to Hibbs. Stephen, you've done him. Well done. Well done, Stephen. Why right, sign the ball for this, Mark? No hey, worries. <laughs> well done. You deserve it. What is that? Mark? Yes. Thanks for my old part at you all these years ago. What a laugh. Neighbor <laughs> <laughs> or Stephen. Anytime. I'm glad you're famous for some. Anyway, Stephen yes. and Mary Hill, thank you very much. Hugh, it's always a more serene event when you play Beat the Pundit. How does it feel to witness these two that are a force of nature when, when these things I kick have off? To admit, I would find Gordon Dale off putting. He is. <laughs> he's got an off putting face, never mind the way he sounds. He's like a laser there through Mark Wilson's head. <laughs> He's laughed And he leans He almost leans over Doesn't he And yeah. he doesn't need to lean Obviously ah, to yeah. get the nose in I, I, I'm not jumping with my nose But my, uh, Hugh You've witnessed it No he does He answers the first question He looks at me And then his face goes Right <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's far too much hilarity for a day like this. Let's get back to the serious stuff. 01419511025. I'm sure lots of you, in fact, I can see by the phone lines, lots of you have got something to say. So get in, call, uh, get in touch. Neil Lennon says he's livid and appalled. You should know the story by now, but Bolingoli flew to Spain. Uh, didn't quarantine when he came back. Even played. We haven't even seen him play for a while. We played for a bit against Kilmarnock, and now Celtic's next two matches are postponed. Um, Lennon says that the club and him, you know, all completely in the dark. Unbeknownst to us, until yesterday, uh, Balangoli took a flight to Spain on the Monday and then flew back in on the Tuesday. The one day in Spain, there's no logic in that. And then decided to keep it to himself, didn't tell anybody, trained all week, put everybody at risk in, the, in this bubble that we've created here. And then obviously he was part of the squad, played on Sunday, put everybody at risk, you know, the Kilmarnock players as well, Kilmarnock staff. Um, and then obviously the story broke yesterday and then he came clean and we were absolutely livid, appalled. Um, the club have been at the forefront of you know, maintaining good practice, you know, the protocols, 
all in place trying to get the game up and running and we have been bitterly and sorely let down by the selfish actions of one individual. It's astonishing arrogance on Bolingoli's part and uh, terrible deceit uh, not to inform the manager and put everyone at risk. He deserves whatever punishment is coming his way. Mark Wilson, I'm going to lean on you for your insight here, having been in the Celtic dressing room and you know with Neil Lennon as well. I've seen lots of you know lots of tweets and comments on social media, and we're a cynical bunch. Let's be honest. People saying, "Ah, there's no way you can go away on holiday without your teammates knowing, or without your manager knowing, or without someone at the club knowing." Of course you can. I mean, for people out there who think that the football dressing room. Uh, everyone's tight with each other Everyone's got everyone's phone number Everyone socialises and knows every step that each player does Is is totally, you know, it's totally false I mean, I've been in many dressing rooms Listen, I'd, you couldn't tell what some of the players were doing After training We don't all live in, or, or at that time We didn't all live in each other's toes And I don't think it's any different now Especially people, you know, foreigners coming in Have their own circle of friends Some even bring their friends with them From their home country And socialise only with them And the next time you see them Is at 10 o'clock in a training day They go home at 1, one o'clock You don't see them You don't see them on a Wednesday In the day off You'll see them on match day And then a Saturday night and a Sunday It's the same again So for people that think Oh his teammates must have known There's no way people at the club uh, Wouldn't know about that Well of course It's easy enough done I, I agree. If you think about it, Gordon, if I know that players are sometimes very tight with each other, but if someone else knew, surely they would have the common sense to say, stop, wait a minute here, you're putting everything at risk. Neil Lennon sounded disgusted there with him, obviously is. He's talking about the bubble, the amount of work it gets put into keeping everyone safe. So I think that if any other teammate or anybody else in that Celtic football club knew that he was going there, They'd be saying stop Wait a minute here Well does he have a future At the club That's the big question It'd be catastrophic I think You know We've had a A major blow to the game Already with the lockdown And You know Obviously The other leagues Haven't even started yet For it to go again And, and stop altogether I I don't know how What the recovery process Would be in that does And how, he, how long it would be Does he understand What he could potentially Have done By pausing Scottish football I, I don't. I'm not sure he's aware of it. You know what I mean. But I think, you know, after the last couple of well, the last 24 hours, I think he, he he'd be aware of it now. Mark again into that dressing room or that training ground environment. Can he ever face his teammates again? Will he have to? How will that play out? How will Scott Brown, for instance, you know, treat that? How will the other senior players treat him? Um. Like it's got to be very difficult for him to strike up the same relationship as, as he would have done because it's a blatant disregard for their safety and and this season for Celtic. Now, Scott Brown, who's been there and, and done it for Celtic over these last 10 years, knows the significance of this season. The last thing that Celtic uh, uh, and Scott Brown want is any distractions for the job in hand. <laughs> At the start of this season, I don't think you could get a bigger distraction than what's actually happened in the position ball and goal he's put... Celtic and his teammates Now how Celtic deal with it Is going to be an interesting one Like Lennox Town's a big place You know In a normal occasion You could see him Shifted into a reserve Changing room You could see him Shifted elsewhere And train his own The thing is With these bubbles That, that are created Within a first team A mm-hmm. reserve team 
you can't cross bubbles. So how did they deal with him in terms of training himself or did they tell him to keep away? I don't know. That's something for the club and Neil Wennett to decide. But in terms of putting a shirt back on, playing in front of the fans when they come back, I think that's uh, that ship is well sailed. Uh, Hugh, I ask you to wear many hats on this show, so th- there's no point in diving in too much and pretending you're an employment lawyer. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm sure various things are, are getting looked at. You, you've seen terms banded about like gross misconduct and whether he, you know, failed to act in good faith or, or obey instructions or you know not act in a manner which the club would expect. We don't really know that the small print of his contract or. Or, or what the, what legal routes are open to Celtic But would you go as, You'd be pretty clear that he won't play again Wouldn't you? Yeah it, it, The sight of volleyball and goalie in a Celtic jersey Will now be unacceptable to the Celtic fans Neil Lennon knows that Peter Lawwell knows that As you say I'm not a lawyer But I would imagine that the case Of uh, gross misconduct is easily proved uh, I think Celtic would look into The possibility of sacking him Terminating the contract uh, because he has endangered health Brendan is a St Mirren fan in Paisley And of course Brendan your team affected by this What do you make of it? Well uh, Good evening guys for a, for a start um, What I would say is I think um, In the world we're living in at the moment And the environment we're living in at the moment A place of the size of Celtic Football Club For anybody to think in their right mind That nobody else knew he was away For me as, as Mr. Keevans would say, it's a conspiracy. Because there is no way in this earth that lad left that stadium and nobody knew he was going to Spain for a few days. Well, you cannot, that, you that cannot. Brendan, listen. You cannot begin to prove that and that this no way on earth talk is not getting us anywhere. He has gone and Mark Wilson has given yeah. you a, a, a comprehensive analysis of what it's like to work with foreign football players. Not it, just foreign footballers, I don't think we have to make no, it Brendan, about that. Look, but, I, I, I just was describing there, I've been in dressing rooms where, yeah, we have got a couple of days off. And foreign players, even, even Scottish players, have taken a trip away. There's no... I've had no idea where they're going. It's only when they return back, and this was in obviously better times, that you go, what do you do with your day off? I went to such and such I went to Paris I went to Spain Alright okay Why did you go I just fancied a wee break It's easily done As I say Footballers don't live In each other's toes Coaches Very rarely ask And I think especially With what's going on In this world the expectation for somebody to go away yeah. is very low, so they wouldn't really ask them, would they? I mean, Brendan, to be fair, we obviously don't know, and we, we can't make you believe it, of, of course, but Mark Wilson's telling you that it's 100% possible as far as his experience. Well, okay, that, that aside then, I mean, we've got a, a full pool of players at St Mum Park. They boys are training week in and week out. They want to go away and holiday with their families, but they can't, mm-hmm. right? So this guy puts everybody at risk. For a stupid couple of days joint to go somewhere in the world That nobody else can come back to Without getting into self-isolation But that aside For the game tomorrow night um, Simon as a team And as a you know, as a company full stop We're, we're Going there tomorrow night to play Celtic For me I think There'll be a lot of people thinking The same idea We should be given the three points Albeit that the game will have to be played again but I think we should be given the opportunity by the SFA to be deemed those three points. Well, first of all, no point, first of all, first no of all, first of all, it's an SPFL matter. It's not for the SFA. Well, you know, well, you know what I mean. It's a league matter. 
Also, you cannot say St Mirren's been given the three points and then the game is played at a later date. I mean, we're already in Alice in Wonderland here. I mean, you're going to give away three points and then you play the game later. This is about health, public health. You've listened to Jason Leach saying that he's not making public health decisions based on league tables and deduction of points and all the rest of it. This is a matter of public health where thousands of people have died in this country and we are guilty now of saying, how could this club profit from that? How could we deduct three points from that club and we gain and they lose? It's not about that. You're going to have to rise above this petty club rivalry mentality. It's a public health issue. To, to be fair to Brendan though, I mean, St Mirren and various other clubs have been impacted through this by no fault of their own. Now, you've all made it clear that you don't think you know, sort of points, deductions or whatever it is just going to work. You don't think it, it's it's possible going forward, but it's undeniably unfair on, on the teams that are missing out having not broken any of the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we said it at the weekend um, about St Johnson, how they've missed out and they are the actual, actual victims. Got to say the same for St Mirren as well, you know, and the other teams that are missing out. And that's why I, I think I'm, there was a massive hole um, in the rules. You know, in, in terms of laying out what you can and what you can't do Or what the punishment is, sorry At the start of the season It's been a massive oversight for the SPFL, the SFA Whoever you want to blame But surely there should have been something in place Because like you say It's not that far a stretch of the imagination To think we've got I mean, how many players Squads are carrying maybe 20 players Five staff Times that by 12 It's not that far a stretch to think that somebody Somewhere could have broke the rules yeah, because Gordon, the football implications, I, I could go on all day. I mean, we had this situation where teams were in line to face a, a really understrength Aberdeen side. They now, they, they now won't do that mm-hmm. because by the time Aberdeen play, everyone will be back. Um, and I've seen so many different readings of it. I've seen people say, oh, uh, this is convenient. Celtic will now be fresh when they play their Champions <laughs> League qualifier. On the flip side, Celtic will be rusty because you know they've missed out. There are so many things to, to take into account here. And maybe the phrase that Hugh mentions sort of, Rising above it Because this is a, a Such a far from ideal situation The government's got involved And made health decisions And then we're viewing it From a sporting position And the two are The two are kind of colliding a little bit Yeah I totally understand That St Mirren and Hamilton And you know Other teams Will suffer And so will Celtic and Aberdeen Because it's not the best Aberdeen have played one game uh, Celtic getting a massive game next week I'm sure that Neil Lennon would love two games under his belt. It's the beginning of the season, remember, to get his players up to speed, sharpness. Mm. So as much as I do agree with St Mirren and Hamilton and everything, it's been an absolute shambles, but Mm. I'm not going down the road of deducting points. Uh, St Mirren have issued a statement, of course, Brendan, saying that they absolutely support the stance of the SFA and SPFL in this matter. Are you disappointed with your own club then? Would you like them to to kick up a bit of fuss and, and try and get three points or whatever it is? Well, to be fair, I think it would be it wouldn't be wrong for them not to do it. But by the same tone, um, Ball and Goalie should be absolutely hauled over the coals for this because he's not just put his own uh, club at risk; he's put the other clubs coming mm-hmm. to play with him at risk as well. I mean, the guy for a moment of idiocy, the guy should be. Well, me, if the guy worked for me, I'd sack him in the spot. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone would, would even begin to argue with you, Brendan, about Ball and Golly's role in this. Thank you very much. That was Brendan, a St Mirren fan, and that you, you have to. So much sympathy with the clubs who have not done anything wrong here, 
and are going to miss out on, on fixtures and then have a, a packed schedule further down the line. It is a real tough one. Thank you very much to Brendan, a St Mirren fan there. Uh, Hugh, I think we'll say bye to you. On days like this, oh, you know, stay, this is why... <laughs> This is when you come into your own You had to be here But I think we'll send you up the road a bit early Very kind Good uh, luck guys Thanks for joining us Mark Wilson and Gordon DL still here We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard next What does he make of everything that's going on? Stay there and we'll tell you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always at this time, we've got a full-time teaser, but it's such a busy show, I'm only going to look for five answers from you. We'll just deal with it quite quickly, and we'll squeeze in as much more as we can on what's been a massive day in the world of Scottish football. Martin's been in touch. It's a variation on a question we've had in the last couple of nights. Which five players have won the Scottish Cup for a non-old firm team and have won the FA Cup which five players have won the Scottish Cup for a non-old firm team and have won the FA Cup I think you're going to struggle with these yeah, Fraser Stephen Five. Fletcher. yes Fraser Fivey well done <laughs> how do you like that shit <laughs> oh, that was brilliant where did uh, you get that one from uh, from my brain Stephen Fletcher <laughs> no I actually don't think you'll get the rest I don't think you'll no. get any that no I don't think so yeah. You've got one or two more I think Out of the five um, Craig Conway No You I'm impressed with that No it was wrong It was yeah. impressive about it I, was, I thought it was a good guess It's better than my guesses I've not got any Think sort of Late 80s Early 90s as well Must you might be an Ab- Aberdeen player uh, Yep Jess or something like No Some Along the lines Well I'll give you Aberdeen as a clue yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm red hot. Mark McGee, no, he played with Celtic. You're Yeah, but it just says that he won the Scottish Cup with an Arnold Firm team. He also, you know, it doesn't matter who else he played with. Oh, right, I was thinking down the other line. Goal for uh, Hibs. Got oh. a goal for Hibs in the game Glad tonight. Glad away. Dundee United nil. <laughs> Hibs one, and it's that man, Christian Doidge, uh, who's opened the scoring. Any more before we move on? No. Eh, uh, case a wee bit of time. I right. think. Okay, you can play along with us, and remember, it's full time at Clyde1.com. If you want to submit a question To hear it used on the show Let's speak to Alistair Who's a Rangers fan in East Kilbride How's it going Alistair? Ah, pretty good Gordon Good uh, stuff I'm not, I think you're probably away Gordon and Mark How you doing guys? Hi I listen to the show quite a lot I've been on once or twice over the years But uh, I had to see tonight There's a bit of hypocrisy going on By everyone, fans And I would think even a bit to You guys as well I can't believe that well, just for instance, Mark, you're saying that the, uh, there's no uh, punishment in, involved as far as the SFA or the SPSLs. Surely all these teams know that there's standards that they've got to keep, and they go with them every, in every game before lockdown or no. Now, I can't, I can't believe that you're thinking of saying that we'll bring in a punishment, the SPSL will bring in a punishment as from tomorrow, and that's the way it'll go. What about uh, somebody who gets done later on and say, what about the Celtic player or the, mm. the Aberdeen player? Mm. If they bring the punishment in tomorrow and punish the guys, then everybody will, will know what the punishment is as well. Yeah, oh, Alistair, Alistair, maybe just to clear up, because you, you know, you've mentioned hypocrisy, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever Volleyball and goalie will, will be punished for this I mean I, I don't know at what level Internally or externally Hughes said Celtic career Probably over I mean Talk about punishment Whether whether the governing bodies Dish out a punishment 
We'd have to wait and see I think all Mark meant was it, it, it wasn't made public at the start You know there was no sort of Right here you are If you breach the guidelines It's a six match ban Or it's an eight match ban I, I think that's all he meant It's not, not to say that we don't expect Any punishment Let me ask you this Go for it If it was Edward With everybody Fans and the board And the panel Say get him out He should be sacked Don't ever wear our Celtic jersey again All this stuff That's where the slight hypocrisy comes in but but isn't isn't he Edward? That's that's the thing. So what do you mean? Come on! Are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me that you would be having the same thoughts if it was Edward? To be, but Alistair, but you, we can't. I'm not sure. No, we can't. No, no, we can't. But Alistair, I'm not sure you've uncovered any great surprise here. I don't know if you were expecting a denial. Would I expect Celtic fans to react slightly differently if it was Edward? Yes, absolutely, because that, that's human nature. It doesn't make it right. But that, that, you've not you've not sort of caught me out there on something well, that. That's fine. That's fine. But. I can't see how you can want to punish teams as from tomorrow and not punish these two in- instances. Alistair, I, I, I'm, not saying, but I'm not saying not punish them. I, I'm, what Gordon says, Bongoli and the eight Aberdeen players should be punished. But you, you can't just introduce a set of punishments right now and then go, oh, by the way, we didn't tell you this at the start, but here you go. You just got, from now on. But he'll be punished. He will be punished, yeah. Surely. Will but sure, yeah, of course he will be. Ah, Celtic will hammer him. He's, he's, he's Celtic will hammer him. I'm, I've no doubt they'll hammer him financially as well. His career's over, so he will be punished. My main what point is about the, the the list of players that are, and we're watching a game just now. And even when my team breaking come back, the actual set in stone punishment on paper. What will happen to you or your club if a player breaches that? And it puts everybody hmm. in the clear. I can't believe that these players don't know that already, and these I, I, I can't believe. But they don't know it because it's not been put in place. I still, I, I still, I still think we're actually kind of on the same page. You are not excusing the players. No, not at all. Uh, but I, I think that maybe Alistair thinks that you are. No, not at all. What I'm saying is, it's been a massive gap that the SPFL and the SFA have maybe not thought of. But I, my point earlier was, it's not that far a stretch of the imagination to think. That many players and that many staff throughout our league that one or a handful over time may break the rules, and it's not been set in place. What happens if one of these players or a group of players break the rules? Clubs don't know. We are discussing tonight what will happen to Ball and Golly. No, but nobody cl- knows. Clubs know there will be consequences, yeah. though. I think that's Alistair's point. But nobody. But, but, but what are they? Well, the, clubs next, don't the, know. the next punishment. Simple, uh, Mark. We're going to close down yeah. football. It's a, we're on a yellow card that, That's punishment enough for everyone Whether you're innocent or guilty It's up to players to take responsibility mm. And this guy has not taken that And okay you can have a go at the club Because that's the club he plays for But if you put everything you can Into place Gordon And you know Try your le- very very best You've got to trust your players He's let his club down massively Not just his club himself And everyone in Scotland Alistair I just can't believe that <laughs> you can't yeah, believe yeah. very much tonight. I, <laughs> well, I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't honestly believe that you can't uh, pun- put the punishment out tomorrow and and, and apply it to the guys. Alistair, I honestly, I really don't want. But, uh, we've said, Mark Gordon. Everyone thinks Ball and Golly will be punished. So I don't know where you're getting this from that we think he won't be punished. No, but by the team, they'll get punished. But the SPFL, whatever they're. 
Where no, would, where no, would no, you no. where would you think the punishment should be, Alistair, for him then? There's every chance, Alistair, that he might be. And by the way, see if he's not in a week, I I think you're bang on that, that it would be weird. So so phone us back and let's have the discussion. But we found out about it at ten o'clock last night. So we just maybe haven't heard about his punishment from the from the governing bodies yet. I wait on the SPFLs, uh, and then I might celebrate or go crazy. I, I don't want to celebrate. I don't want to celebrate and getting sacked for a job or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I've got the punishment. And you're not going to tell me that these clubs don't know. I know. I know 100% of the rules that I've got to endure. So you're not going to tell me that these teams have these that are put, uh, put out some guidelines. And if they've no, well, I'm afraid they've been negligent. Oh, absolutely not. Again, we really are not on the same page. I don't think Mark is telling you he knew that there would be consequences, but he just wanted to know if there was a specific punishment. There's just a slight difference, and I think we're... We're splitting hairs, but anyway, Alistair, hang on the line because we'll hear from your manager. Actually, Stephen Gerrard has been uh, talking today. If I can just find it, I've got so many clips to try and uh, get through. So Stephen Gerrard speaking. I think at the time this was when it was all um, up in the air as to what was going to happen. He says he is concerned and worried that the season could be cancelled if protocols are continuously breached. He says they met with or they chatted with Professor Jason Leach yesterday, and he has now sent a clear message uh, on what's expected. Well, it, it should have been. Uh, it certainly has in terms of me being on that chat yesterday. Um, you know, the severity of the chat, how important it is that everyone behaves in the right way. And it is a concern and it is a worry because if mistakes continue to happen, there's no doubt about it that the football season will be cancelled. And that's not what I want or what anyone wants at Rangers or throughout Scottish football. Look, it was very constructive. I think the reason uh, they wanted it on a Zoom is, is for it to remain private and confidential but the message was certainly sent home in terms of how we need to behave and our responsibilities as managers and players and clubs uh, to make sure that we continue to do the right things um, we will be sent a video from from the Zoom call um, so we can you know send reminders to the players and the staff at the club um, what we need to do moving forward but you know it, it is a wake up call uh, and, a, and a strong message from the government and also some reminders of what could possibly happen if mistakes continue to happen, and that's what not what not what anyone wants. Alistair, just as a as a football fan generally, are you, are you worried given what we've seen from Aberdeen players from from Ball and Golly? Are you worried that we don't see the season out? Well, this is part of my point. Absolutely, I am. Yeah, but I don't see how. No, I'm just say, say this for for Hatton once again. Just say, for instance, uh, another player for one of the teams did something again and we we closed the league when. Or everybody else in Scottish football has behaved themselves, but a couple of individuals because uh, they've 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 done something and they and all the whole Scottish football suffers for it. That can't be right. So this is why I'm saying the SPFL come out with a punishment, punish these guys, punish mm-hmm. these guys, definitely, hundred percent. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's points deduction, I don't care if it's eight weeks ban, but whatever that punishment is, then that's the punishment. Yeah, everybody will understand completely. I can't see how we can let these guys away with it, and I, I, I know they're, I know they're going to get punished by the clubs, hundred percent, and they should be. But it's just no fair. Yeah, I mean more than that, Alistair. Well, you've been on the phone actually. Volleyball and golly has been fined by the police uh, for this as well, so it's not just a football matter. He's... You, you and I would be fined by yeah. the police yeah. quite rightly. Yeah, well, that's that's what's happened this evening. Um, there was something else I was going to just bring up with you there. What was it again? Celtic. Yeah, I'll just I won't read the full statement, but um, yeah, I mean the, the police statement. A 25 year old man has today been issued with a fixed penalty notice. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's bolly ball and golly. So it just shows you how um, how, can I just, can I how serious it is. One more wee thing. Just sure, of course you that, can. Yeah. that. Offer this. 
Uh, I was just watching a wee thing today and it made me laugh. <laughs> I thought it would be... If, if, if it wasn't for this situation tonight, I'm pretty sure Hugh Keevans would have, wouldn't have been on, but he would have been getting pelters. I just watched, I watched the wee thing at the weekend and I thought the guy should have been sent off, right? This Julian. Only for lifting his hands, because that's the rule. And uh, Hugh was saying, no, 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 no. Uh, it wasn't bad enough. And then I've I seen this thing on the social media today, which reminded me about uh, Ken in the European game, where he, he raised his hand and Harley touched the can get sent off. And Hugh screaming, aye, he should have been sent off. It was ridiculous, you know. I thought to myself, oh, bloody hell. I wish, I wish Hugh was on. <laughs> well, you know where to find him on Friday, Alistair. 01419511025. Let's speak to Ian and Bigger. Hi, Ian. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, good, thank you. Um, yeah, just a, a little point. Um, pretty interesting listening to everything tonight. I think there's a, the main thing comes across as like vicarious liability. I don't know if anybody's uh, off air with that, but you know, Google it. But basically, what, what you know, rather than being an individual, uh, you represent the company or the football team, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to isolate Bolingoli on his own with this. It's him that did that. I don't think it's unacceptable. That's like saying Craig White acted on his own and you, Rangers should not be punished. Did you say you don't you don't think it's unacceptable or you do think it's unacceptable? I think it's unacceptable just to right, put so it on okay. the player. I thought you said you I don't think, think it's unacceptable. I think the club no no, I th- I think, you know, if you're gonna put out mooted um punishments to clubs for one fan throwing a flare or one fan running in the park, I, I don't think you can distinguish between um this situation and that the clear rules, the clear values and standards that you need to uphold, and um, you represent whatever football team that you are playing for, and that's made clear at the very, very start. Uh, just, just something I mentioned to the other call. Not to say you're wrong, by the way, and it's a, a perfectly reasonable suggestion, but we do that at a UEFA level. But bear in mind here, we we don't actually have that strict liability. So if if one fan goes on the pitch here, we actually don't hold the club responsible. UEFA do, but we don't. Well, I think if you go to court, if you look at vicarious liability, if you work in, uh, say, a supermarket chain and you attack a customer, you will not be, um, you know, held accountable alone. Oh, no, listen, I, I, I don't doubt your superior knowledge on that. I'm, I'm talking about you, you just referenced flares and running on the pitch, and I was just pointing out that we don't actually have that here. We don't have that level of strict liability domestically. We do see it when our teams play in UEFA competitions. Yeah, what, what okay. Um, let me probably give you an example if somebody um, uh, if a club knew that they registered a player that was uneligible to play would the player be um, would he be punished or would the club be punished yeah the club would be I'd imagine yep absolutely and, because and they registered them yeah from that. yeah yeah absolutely so I think we need to take a step back rather than focusing on the get and you know let, let's not individualise this let's look at this from you know a global perspective um, and, I, and I think that Celtic need to hold a hand up and say, yeah, we will accept any punishment that comes. Having an internal investigation is, is fine and saying that we're fined. I mean, you're talking pittance, you're talking about £400, £1,000, etc., etc. That's absolutely fine, but it's just money, uh, you know, an open wallet. However, to get that message across, and this needs to be a really strong message, because mm-hmm. this has changed the dynamics of the game, to be honest. Uh, the club should be punished. So, Anybody you, so you, what, what would you suggest the punishment should be for the club then? What, 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 are you talking about points deduction? Are you talking about fines? Are you talking about what? What is it you're you're, you're looking at here? I, it, well, to me, 
it's immaterial to me about looking at anything, but I think that the, the way that it's got to be reflected has got to look, go back to the, you know, the SFA, SPFL. How would they judge that on a, on a on a scale of, you know, if this happened with somebody else, etc., etc. Um, if a flare was thrown in a park, uh, if a flare was unregistered, I, I don't know how they would how they would actually, um, you know, apportion that, yeah. but. For me personally, yeah, I, I mean, oh, points deduction. But I don't think that's the actual point. Mm-hmm. I think it's the club needs to, to be held accountable, whatever that punishment may be. I mean, it's easy. I could say, yeah, points deduction. That that's absolutely, you know, that's no use to anybody because that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the club need to be held, except, uh, you know, mm-hmm. proportionally for that. Yeah, it's certainly a fair point, Mark, because I know, I know that we're, we're talking about. Um... You know, cl- clubs have put measures in place and, and what more can they do But something that Ian said Which definitely resonates Is this idea that Whatever it is it's, it's got to send a message Whether that is collective punishment Whether it's individual The message needs to be heard Loud and clear Yeah Well it does I think Nicola Sturgeon's message Was pretty strong To get across uh, today Now the punishment uh, I think will echo that Whatever that is Whether it's to the player Or of if the governing bodies think the club's responsible We're just surmising here mm. We say as our opinion that we don't think it should Ian thinks it should I think the punishment will reflect that And Jason Leach came on Gave a very strong message mm. The captains and managers know We can only hope that it's getting through To the players and clubs now Because we can't have any more of it Or simple The game will not continue in this country Yeah, I, I like Ian on the line Definitely interested to see what The, the, the punishments are Going forward Because I was just listening to Jason Leach You're trying to kind of Read between the lines You know he he mentioned He's got confidence in the clubs He's, he's got no real problem With what the clubs are doing I think he said Confidence in the governing bodies And I'm looking at an email That came out from The Scottish Government um, Talking about the things They've asked the SPFL to do it says the SPFL Has agreed to put in An immediate player education Programme and so on uh, The SPFL has also agreed To put in place Punitive measures That can be implemented So they can directly Take action Against players in the event of further rule breaches Maybe I'm reading it too much But it just sounds like They're focusing on On individuals, individuals. rather than, I, 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 Maybe I I'm wrong And we'll find out In the coming days uh, We're going to have to leave it there mm. We're already late But Ian and Bigger Thought provoking stuff Make sure you give us a call back Sometime Thank you as ever uh, For getting in touch What about you two on the teaser Have you got any more quickly Five players Have won the Scottish Cup For a non-old firm team And they've also won The FA Cup Fraser Fivey Tim well, I'm, Wigan I'm going back to Aberdeen I'm uh, Gordon Tracking No uh, Yes sorry yes Oh, he took two Scottish Cup medals off me Aberdeen and Man U Yep, quick, keep going Quick, quick, quick <laughs> Or out of time What do you mean? It's all annoying I'm going to take a break I'm three minutes late <laughs> <laughs> Right, two down, three to go We'll get them next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard My goodness, it's been busy Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here We had to send Hugh Keevans home And just get him rested up To come again on Friday um, What's the score, Mark Wilson? Tanadice, the one, venue Yeah, 1-0 Hibs um, Hibs deserve to take the league Good finish from Dodge United coming back into that wee bit Few half chances here at the latest one But still 1-0 Hibs Second of the season for Dodge And it looks like Hibs Are going to make it 9 points from 9 Gordon they're, what they're a way go- to kick off the season Yeah they're going well High hopes for Hibs this season uh, Jack Ross has built a good squad there Good players um, And they've got off to a terrific start And if they can hold out here Gordon 9 points out of 9 Good start Yeah not too bad at all Let's hear from Kilmarnock boss Alex Dyer Because they're another Team definitely uh, affected by this uh, It was it was Kilmarnock that ball and goalie Played against at Rugby Park on Sunday 
Um, but Dyer says Celtic have apologised and says he's got sympathy uh, for Neil Lennon. Look, all my players are being tested. We do the right thing. You know, I know Celtic would do the right thing. That I know they didn't know because I know Neil and I know what he's like as a and I know some of the staff there. So I know they wouldn't have put a lad out in front if, if they knew beforehand. So um, it's a mistake and we just got to move on now. Have the club been in touch with you at all? I think Celtic said. Yes, they've, they've been in touch. They've phoned Billy and, and I spoke to someone there as well. And uh, they apologised and, and that's it. We move on to the next to the next game. Once they're in there, you, you try and do the best with them. But once they go off on their own and outside the training, you, you can't you can't lock them up. You know you have to trust them. Um, so I mean, it's it's sad what's happened, but obviously Celtic's a big club and they know what they're doing. Gracious from. From Alex Dyer would have been yeah, very easy for yeah. him to to lash out because it was against his you know his players have been put at risk here as well. Um, but fortunately, it seems like all the tests on, on their side mm. have come back negative, mm. and he's in, not happy, obviously. But he's um, he's accepted the apology. He's, he's accepted the way Celtic have handled. It. Yeah, he's accepted the apology. I thought he handled that very very well because he you know he shouldn't have been put at risk because his club's doing all the right things. Um, unfortunately for him and great for Kamarnock, everything's okay there. But he does he does mention that word trust again, Gordon. As a manager, as a football club, you do put your trust in players. As much as you can put every single thing into a club to make sure everybody's safe, the testing, the bubbles working for everyone concerned, their health, their safety, everything's there. You've got to put trust in the players and unfortunately players let the club down Angela's in Thornley Bank Angela how do you feel about all this? Hi good evening guys how are you doing? Yeah good thanks thanks for getting in touch Hi Angela First of all I can't believe I'm on the football phone and it's usually my husband to hear the radio So this is um, this has tipped you over the edge has it made you pick up the ab- phone? Absolutely so I'm a mum of a 15 year old boy who's an avid Celtic fan as is my husband um, I have blood cancer I have been shielding for four months um, we had long and lengthy discussions in my household about whether or not um, my husband and my son were going to renew their Celtic seasons pass. However, I'm all for supporting my club. Um, that's how my father brought me up and I was confident in the measures uh, that were put in place by all the football teams that the, the players would act in a responsible manner and with a view to letting supporters back into the ground. However, that's kind of thrown it all into disarray, I'm afraid. Well, first of all, Angela, I hope you're as well as can be. That goes without saying. On behalf of everyone here, hopefully, hopefully you're holding up as well as can be. And Mark, at ten to eight, Angela has just delivered the biggest dose of of perspective yeah. that, that that we could get. You know, we get very caught up in what it means in a in a football sense, and who's going to be docked points, and who's going to be ineligible, and what, what's it going to mean for for players and teams. But but actually, probably the biggest crime here is the slap in the face and the the the, the disrespect shown to people. Like Angela yeah. and, and like other people, um, by footballers not following the rules. Yeah, exactly. And and quite quickly we get caught up uh, in the football and actual what goes on in the pitch and whether that's selfish or not. Then we're here to discuss football. But Angela's a hundred percent right. We can't lose sight of the bigger picture here of the country. And Jason Leach did touch on it when he referenced Aberdeen as a city and he referenced the full of Scotland uh, as a city. Uh, and you know he touched on that way if uh, there's outbreaks and people disregard the rules then there will be no football but for footballers to be put in a position of trust you know from the government special dispensation to get back and within week two 
There's been nine players that have broke the rules and mm. the, the amount of support they're getting from people like Angela who have bought season passes and so forth, it's you can see how it looks. Mm. It comes down badly on footballers. Footballers do get a hard time at the best of times for some of their rule breaches and how they behave, uh, you know, a, a minority, how they behave away from the pitch. I think this was an opportunity for them to show that that's different, that they're in tune with what's going on in the world and how to handle themselves away from the pitch and be a real example. And you've got to say these nine players have let them let the whole footballing kind of family down. Angela, is that the key word? Is it about trust? Um, because you know, I've, I've heard, and I think Nicola Sturgeon described them as privileged. Um, whether that means financially or whether it means the fact that they're getting to to do what what they love doing. I've seen other people make reference to how much money footballers make, and you know what? Some do, but, but but some don't. So I wonder if it's if it's just bigger than that. Is it about the the position that oh, Angela's just disappeared? She's just mm. phones just cut out. I'll ask you the same question. Maybe her husband's went got off. I was looking forward to hearing Angela more than you, to be honest. Sure was that. Um, but but is it is that it? Is it is it Trust is that the most yeah. important thing? Is that what's been broken? Yeah, but what brings it home there is Angela talking about shooting for four months, Gordon. You've got a guy here that's allowed to go to training every day, allowed to play with a massive club like Celtic, get treated in the best way possible, and he can't even abide by the rules. So Angela's quite right. Like a lot of supporters out there from all different teams, every team, every club, been let down. So yes, it is down to trust because I do believe. Uh, like Jason Leach I've got great belief in the clubs I think they're all trying to do the right things They're working very hard to keep everybody uh, safe So it is down to the individual players To stick by the rules And the trust is out there for them And I just hope now that everybody wakes up to this Right, we've got Angela back Angela, was it? Ju- we were just talking about trust Is that the, the hardest thing to take? This sort of breakdown in trust? Well, my husband's actually an ex-professional And I'm not going to say what team he played for What team did he play for? He played for a Thistle That's (laughs) alright I'm not going to say what team She was quite easy to get out with Thistle That's all then Clyde For me, football, if you're a player It's got the the passion for the the game There's got to be a level of Wanting to play that game Now, regardless of what Might be imposed on you Your main aim should be playing football And getting the fans back into the stadium Yes, it is a betrayal of trust it was me that wanted my husband and my son to renew their tickets. My husband absolutely did not want it because he was absolutely terrified in case I catch this virus. Because for me, it means something different from many, many other people in the country. However, as again, as I said, my father, who's no longer with us, it's all about supporting your team. But you do expect a level of professionalism. And I've no doubt that Neil Lennon was extremely angry, you know, at his players. But I don't think the whole team should be held accountable for that. It's like any job... If you get one person that doesn't but they shouldn't, everyone in that team shouldn't be punished, in my opinion. Angela, well put. That takes us nicely up to the end. And again, I'll repeat what I said earlier. Hopefully, you're looking after yourself. Take care. Thank you. Good stuff. That was Angela uh, in Thornley Bank. That brings us nicely to the end of the show. Score update from Tanadice, Mark. Yep, 91 minutes on the clock Still Hibs 1 Dundee United 0 Got to say Hibs are looking really good Got their goal at a good time Look comfortable United had a few chances But I'm telling you Jack Ross has got this team playing well Uh, They look good to Nick third Like I predicted does 
Sure did I actually. Did sure. you? Yeah. Ah, oh, I thought you had an award on the table. Right, let's round off the teaser then. We are in the closing minutes. Which five players have won the Scottish Cup for a non-old firm team and have won the FA Cup? Guys like Fraser Fivey, Hibbs and Wigan, Gordon Strachan, and Aberdeen Emmanuel. You've got three to get. You need uh, to do so some got, serious uh, work. Uh, can we have clues, please? Right, there's two more Aberdeen and Manu. How how old going back? Yeah, we're going back a bit, yeah. Kind of early nineties. Oh, uh, Martin uh, Bucking. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Martin Buckingham. He was head of the PFA at Education Department, that's why. What about another similar arrangement, similar clubs involved and all the rest of it? Martin, uh, go keep Jim Layton. Jim Layton, well done. And the last one. <laughs> Jim Layton. Different altogether. We're looking for Hearts and Spurs. Hearts and Spurs. How many years gone by? <sighs> I can't count when we're so late in the Dave show. Dave McKay. Yes. How did, you googled that. Brilliant. You would never get that in a million years. 100%. What made you say that? Hundred percent. Because Dave, I, you've never heard the Dave McKay. I'll, I'll tell you off air. Oh, that's not very good, is it? Well, right, I, okay. he's gone and made cheated. That's no, 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 no. I will, cheat. I will reveal it. You would, Thursday. you would cheat. He wouldn't. I would cheat. Nah, he yeah, wouldn't. Of course, I would. he wouldn't. I wouldn't cheat. Right, thank you Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Belated thanks to Hugh Keevans He was here earlier But he's disappeared We're back tomorrow at 6 The type of fallout from a day like today You just do not get through it in one night So make sure you join us tomorrow at 6 Mark Weary and Jim Duffy And you never really know What Scottish football is going to throw up tomorrow So make sure you join us We actually do have some football It's easy to forget But we've got some exciting games tomorrow So we'll look at them And deal with some of this madness as well Thanks again for joining us We really appreciate all your calls and tweets And for listening at home Uh, Stay right there though Callum Gallagher is up next